Welcome to the greatest stories never told, another North Shore Hawaiian winter special. This one features the great Japanese fall guy, Takuya Wakita. Uh, you might have seen a bit of Takuya bobbing around in a pipe trials. You might have even seen his daughter, Sarah Wakita, in the Haleiwa Challenger Series event where she was fucking tearing the bag out of it. A full-blown star of the future. Uh, her old man, Takuya Wakita, he is one of the most classic, comical, iconic, revered and adored cult heroes on the North Shore each winter. Uh, you won't find a foreigner who's more loved by the local scene over there. Uh, this article was printed in Tracks magazine back in 2015. It's called The Last Samurai. the heaviest wave on earth. The locals, the wave, the reef, all of it points to danger. So how did a 43-year-old Japanese man get a slice of pipe named after him? And why is he still alive to tell the tale? It's one of those days at pipe. Big, ugly big. The kind where no one, not Jamie O'Brien, not John John Florence, not Kelly Slater, and not the competitors in the Dahui backdoor shootout, which was postponed minutes ago, wants a bar of it. A few specks are bobbing around Second Reef, dodging unruly wash-throughs before scrambling into position for death-defying drops down mountains of water. Once at the bottom, they wait patiently as the foam ball behind them grows two stories high and the wave decides to either let them out or double up and crush them into oblivion. Eight out of ten waves do the latter. It's days like this legends are made, but martyrs also. Takuya Wakita fits both categories. His distinctive flaming gaff is barely visible as giant lions steam relentlessly towards the reef. At 43 years old, he's the only surfer in history to have a section of the reef at Pipeline named after him. Bruh, I don't even get my own bowl out there, laughs today's Mr. Pipeline, Jamie O'Brien. It's like he added something to Pipeline. You see someone deep, it's the Wakita Bowl. He sits so far back there, he sits so far deep, it pisses me off, he says. Wearing the same flaming gaff he's had since 1996, Wakita cuts an unmistakable figure in the lineup. He's as well known as they come on the North Shore, holding down a day job at Liam McNamara's North Shore surf shop in return for free accommodation and food during the winter. When I showed up at the store to find him, he was gone, having been given the day off to surf pipe. It's part of their agreement. Whenever pipe's pumping, Wakita surfs. But today is extra special. Rumour has it Wakita is going to be the first foreigner in history to be given a spot in the Dahui's backdoor shootout locals-only expression session. An unthinkable honour for a man from the largely waveless city of Shonan in the Chiba prefecture an hour south of Tokyo. Wakita remembers vividly the first time he caught a glimpse of the wave that would define his life. He was in junior high school, 15 years old, the year was 1985, and a 17-year-old Mark Okalupo had just won the Pipe Masters. Marui, the Japanese company that sponsored the Pipe Masters back then, had ensured a steady stream of iconic imagery was being splashed across the nation. Oki, Tom Carroll and Derek Ho all wore the Capital Warrior helmet for the prize trophy. It was so sick, recalls Wakita, of the iconic Marui Pipe Masters trophy. 
Growing up in Shonan, Wakita could only dream of standing tall in a big blue Polynesian pit. With a giant peninsula blocking most swell, his home beach was flat for the majority of the year, except for the occasional typhoon, which could turn the nearby river mouth into one of the most mindlessly perfect waves known to man, as Dane Reynolds and John John Florence would discover many years later during a trip for the film Dear Suburbia. Wakita's dad ran the local windsurfing store, and with his support he was able to rise through the ranks of Japanese junior surfing. His first trip outside Japan was to Hawaii's North Shore in the winter of 1989-90. Wakita recalls watching local legend Ronnie Burns dominate what had become known as the Ronnie Bowl at Rocky Rites. He was my hero. I would just sit on the shoulder watching him, he recalls. On his first wave at Pipe, Wakita nosedived, went over the falls and hit the reef. It was only three foot, but it was enough to scare him off surfing it again that season. That and the locals. One elder Japanese friend, he paddled in front of a Hawaiian at pipe and he was wearing a helmet. He got punched from outside the helmet and he bleed on the inside, laughs Wakita. I was so scared. With the likes of Marvin Foster, Mickey Nielsen, Dane Kealoa, Johnny Boy Gomes and half a dozen other infamous enforcers running the lineup, foreigners found themselves between a rock and a hard place. Wakita returned to Japan, humbled, but the seed had been sown. What he'd seen, he could not forget. With the help of a local Japanese mentor who armed him with a fresh quiver of local motion surfboards, a one-way airfare to the North Shore, and a lift to the airport, he returned determined to make his mark. I was thinking, I've got to go for it. I've got to repay him, he recalls. During this season, the famous McNamara brothers, Liam and Garrett, took a shining to Akita and took him under their wing. They would cast a deciding influence over his life and career from that point on. It was they who first coaxed him into surfing, maxing pipe, at the same time showing him the ropes. The secret was, I sit inside of Liam and if he paddle really, really hard, that's the one you want, recalls Wakita. Liam knows more about pipeline than anybody. Any time he trying to go is the wave you want to go. But if he sees something a little bit wrong with the wave or the swell, he pulls back. He not going to go. If he don't catch... I go. Those are the gnarly ones, the double-ups. Sometimes they close out, he says. Humility is a deeply respected virtue on the North Shore, and Wakita had it in spades. Along with his courage and dedication, regardless of the consequences, he was able to win the adoration of some of Hawaiian surfing's biggest names. Soon he was being coached by none other than 1994 world champion and all-time pipe great Derek Ho. Uncle D would tell me, surf pipe every day every condition. Back then, if Uncle D tell me to go, I go, no matter what, if it's a closeout or whatever. I was young, I was charging. I didn't care, he says. Following that season, Wakita earned a double-page spread in Japan's biggest surfing magazine. More importantly, he was making a name for himself at Pipe. He'd even earned himself a prized spot in the pecking order. Well, sort of. My main motto is, I don't want to bother all the local guys, explains Wakita, of the slice of reef named after him. I know where I sit is too deep for the spot, but that's okay. Sometimes with the current, it pulls people around, and if I'm in the right place, I have to try, he says. Wakita sits so deep, he's pretty much between backdoor and off the wall. Such is the nature of the pipe lineup. Large lumps of swell refract off second and third reef and break somewhat randomly across the off-the-wall backdoor pipe stretch. 
every once in a while, Wakita will find himself in the sweet spot and get an absolute screamer, even if it means waiting the entire day. One good pipeline wave is someone's wave of life, you know. So you only need one, he says. The first Wakita ever knew he had a part of the pipe lineup named after him was when someone showed him an issue of Surfing Magazine back in 2005, in which Hawaiian charger Mark Healy had drawn a diagram of the various takeoff spots at pipe. He'd marked the deepest spot Wakita Peak, captioning it, Japanese guys sit here, most waves are closeouts, so wear a helmet. In the beginning, there had been a whole crew of Japanese surfers that surfed the spot, Wakita's helmet buddies, he calls them. He's the only one left today, though he says he feels tremendous pride at the sight of so many young Japanese faces in the pipeline up each year. Though he struggles to make sense of the recognition and adulation he continues to receive. Unbelievable, he says, shaking his head. When it comes to the exact location of the Wakita Bowl, Wakita is as mystified as anyone. There is no Wakita Peak. Even I don't know where it is, he laughs. Nevertheless, later that day, with the conditions now more manageable, the rumours prove true, and Wakita becomes the first foreigner granted entry to the Dahui Backdoor Shootout Locals Expression Session. With only six surfers in the lineup, he could have positioned himself right on the pipe peak, but true to form, takes a spot 10 to 20 metres deeper than the pack. He even manages to jag a bomb, but, as is so often the case, he's out of position and narrowly avoids catastrophe. It's so steep. All I do is make the drop. Bummer. I blew it, he says, demonstrating the drop with his hands. Not that it mattered. Just being out there was reward enough. Every time I paddle out at pipe, just to be there is so happy to me. Doesn't matter if I catch a wave. It is so relieving to my soul, he says. <laughs>